Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the December issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Cost and Value of Gain for Retained Feeder Cattle in Nebraska. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by Dr. Elliot Dennis, who's a livestock marketing and risk management economist at the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. Dr. Dennis, as we look at feed prices across Nebraska and around surrounding states, and we also look at the feeder cattle markets, one of the things I think producers might be evaluating this fall is, do I sell calves at weaning? Do I retain ownership and hold those calves, put some weight on them, background them, and then look at marketing them maybe next spring? Walk through with us some things to think through as we look at current market prices, the value of feed, the value of gain and how producers might use that information to evaluate this decision and opportunity. Yeah, so I think the, f- the first thing when we're talking about uh, the ability to, or the desire to retain feeder cattle is, is really our ability. And, and that really centers around feed resources. Some producers have the opportunity to put hay out or supplement with distiller's grains or, or even have some crop residue. So I, that's really the first decision is, if we have the availability for those feed resources and producers who are looking for other opportunities can uh, utilize the crop residue exchange that's housed at UNL and their producers can go in and, uh, or crop producers who have ground can go in and enlist crop residue that's, that's available. That's really the first thing. Do we have, do we have the ability to, to feed them? The second is really how much does it cost if, cost to feed it. And as you mentioned, Aaron, we have considerably higher feed costs going into this year. And so um, that that decision to feed really needs to be thought out and, and really pencil needs to go to paper. So once we kind of get an idea of how much our cost of gain is going to be, so this is when I put all that feed, my feeding regimen, how aggressive I'm going to be, the really the real question is, well, how much weight should I put on and how aggressively should I put on that weight? So really those, those two questions are really about the marketing window. Um, if we're going to put on, uh, we have 550 pound animal and we're say we're going to be potentially shooting for that March uh, area, then we can say, okay, how much weight do we need to put on? What's my average daily gain I need to get to? And that really brings us down. We can put all that information together in what we call uh, the value of gain calculation. And this value of gain is really what the market is willing to pay you to put on that pound of weight. So we're very familiar with our cost of gain. And that cost of gain is how much it costs us to put on an additional pound. The value of gain is how much we are paid to put on an additional pound of weight. And important thing to know is that when we, uh, as cow-calf producers, as we decide to forego those selling the cattle in the local cash market, we have essentially bought back those cattle for that price. That's because we could have sold them at that price, but instead we've chosen to retain them. So we essentially buy back those, those animals at that price. And so we are only paid for the additional weight we put on once we bought them, you know, back from, our, from ourselves to when we sell them. So that's a, that's a really important distinction there because we're only put on for the additional weight that we put on post weaning or after that sell. That can get a little bit confusing for people, but 
uh, when we look at the price weight slide or how much dollars per pound we receive, what we really realize is that at a lighter weight, we receive a higher dollars per pound. And at a lower weight, we receive a lower price per pound. And so really it's that those price differences that really make this. This can be tedious to calculate. And so there's a lot of good resources out there. One of the things that I think is the easiest is Beef Basis. So www.beefbasis.com. This originated from an USDA RMA grant out of K-State and with some producers and they put together this website. I think it's really a great website if you're thinking about calculating this value of gain and and provides a lot of different auction barns here in, in Nebraska. And so kind of thinking through what's that cost of gain and thinking through that value of gain is really important. When I did this calculation a couple of weeks ago for some producers in the central Nebraska, what we saw is that for their specific location, uh, it didn't really make a difference. There wasn't a whole lot of value added from keeping cattle from the end of February to the beginning of April. So basically, they were going to get the same value of gain if they sold them at the end of February or the beginning of April. And so using that information, we can now say, well, oh, my cost of gain is going to continue to go up because I'm holding a monologger. And so really, we kind of thought through those decisions that, you know, if we can maybe sell them in, in February, then, then maybe we should. That gives you one example of how we can use that cost of gain to make a management decision. And using that information, particularly in this year with, with higher feed costs is really important. I want to circle back a little bit and just go to the website you mentioned, beefbasis.com. Tell us more about that website. What's the information that's housed there? And how would you use that information if you're projecting what you would expect to get for a sales price on a feeder calf looking out towards March or April? Yeah, so Beef Basis has a lot of different calculators that can be used. Uh, one of those would be like a stalker uh, value of gain calculation, or if you're going to be doing a backgrounding, you can also use the backgrounding value of gain. And what it does is it takes historical information that we know about basis, uh, which is the local cash price minus the futures price, that they pull from the auction barns that is publicly reported through USDA, and they take what CME is currently trading for the corn and also for the feeder cattle. And then given your assumptions on where, how much value or how much weight you want to put on and when you want to market them, it does all of that calculation for you and calculates the value of gain. In this case, you really what you really want to look at is the value of gain relative to what it costs you. And really that price difference, or let's say it costs you market's willing to pay you $1.20 per hundredweight to put on weight, and it's going to cost you a dollar per hundredweight, then really your, your profit there is 20 cents per hundredweight. You take that 20 cents per hundredweight times the number of pounds you're going to sell, and that can be your, your total, you know, really your net profit that you're going to receive by, by engaging in a value and value added enterprise of adding weight. So if I've got calves at 550 pounds, I'm going to put 200 pounds on them, plan to sell them at 750 and I make $20 a hundred weight. You're saying that basically I'm planning to make $40 profit per head by retaining those calves over my cost of production. Yeah. It'd be the 200 pounds that you put on times the or total price per hundred weight. Yep. 
Anything else on this topic you think would be valuable for producers to know in terms of resources and thought processes to think about as they evaluate the potential of backgrounding and growing calves this winter? Yes, I think like with any enterprise that we do, we should always try to understand if we're going to get paid for the work that we put in. Sometimes, given marking conditions, that answer is yes. Sometimes it's no. But in either case, we need to make an informed decision. And the best way that we make that informed decision is through calculating what the current market is willing to offer us and how much it costs for our specific operation. So always a big proponent of information drives decisions. It doesn't have to be the only thing that we use, but value of gain is definitely a, a big component of whether we, we will be getting paid or that decision to put on weight or not. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Aaron. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. At the website, there are a number of resources related to this topic.